Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Play clock at 3, 2, they snap it. Purdy under 7, 7 7-step drop. Gets chased out of there. Will throw on the run. Wide open! McCaffrey makes the catch, goes down, gets up, touchdown, CMC. And we now have about a three-horse length lead in the MVP race. Good morning, Metroplex. Final hour. Bobby's fist pumping. I'm not going to do it. Uh, after the Cowboys uh, got boat raced in Buffalo, 31-10. to Thank you for being a Tolo and getting through the misery with us. Truckwreck.com text line is open at 877-881-1053. Dak didn't play well. Josh Allen, Josh Allen didn't have to play at all. Tyreek Hill was on the sideline as Miami destroyed the Jets. Brock Purdy, four touchdowns. Division wrapped up. Number one seed in the NFC, I believe, is going to be wrapped up. And the road to the Super Bowl will go through San Fran on the NFC side. Unless Philadelphia can pull something out. They play tonight. The Cowboys totally just kicked me in the balls when it comes to sitting back this evening and loving and enjoying Monday Night Football. Even if they won, I still was going to enjoy that three hours with all the turmoil and the possibility that the Cowboys really make some noise on top of the NFC East. But Dak loses the MVP lead to Purdy, and the Cowboys lost the NFC East and any chance and hope at being top seed in the NFC. Yeah, these last couple of weeks, it had been pretty pretty tight. There was a couple of weeks ago, it was Hurts, Purdy, and Dak were all like plus 300, and they were all kind of in the same spot. And then last week, it was Dak was maybe slightly ahead of Purdy, like a plus 250 to plus 300. I just looked up uh, the latest odds. Sporting News has it from Caesars. The odds, what do you think Brock Purdy is sitting at now? Pepe, you used to be good at gambling. What do you think, these numbers and these odds? I mean, it's got to be really good, plus 110. More than that. Well, heavier favorite than that. Yeah, heavier favorite than like that. Minus, like plus minus three he's, something? He's, he's minus money. Oh, minus money. Minus 200? Minus 200. Nailed it. He is up on Dak Prescott, who is second at plus 380. Lamar Jackson, plus 550. And then it's a steep drop off to Christian McCaffrey, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts way down at plus 1,400 now. Am I wrong about the NFC East being over? No, no. I, I mean, uh, uh, who hit me up? Jesse on Instagram said, NFC East is not out the window, especially with Hurts questionable for Monday and them not beating Seattle in 15 years. Okay, so that's the thing is that even if they they lose to Seattle and then you guys both went out from there, you beat Miami, Detroit, and Washington, and they beat Giants, Cardinals, Giants – Philly wins the division. Yeah. They and essentially so, have like a two game lead, right? Yeah. This, this was, yeah, this was the one, this was the game that was supposed to, if you were even with them, this was supposed to give you some clearance potentially, but yeah, they're, they're essentially 
out. If, if unless Philly just goes on some collapse and Dallas rallies and wins these next three, you're you're looking at the wild card and you're looking at in all likelihood right now, Tampa. Tampa I, I mean, or it's Atlanta. Tampa. Atlanta's two games. Atlanta's back behind the Saints and Tampa at this point. Oh, Atlanta. Atlanta losing that game yesterday, which was awful. Saints or Tampa. Yeah, Saints or Tampa. And Tampa obviously had a a big victory yesterday, but you're looking at. Tampa potentially like a playoff started today you're on the road against Tampa and then it's Vikings Lions you take Lions I'm assuming with the quarterback questions the Vikings have what I what do you mean what I take I'm, I'm assuming you would say the Lions would beat the Vikings in that match of course okay and then Philadelphia taking on the Rams you would pick the Eagles I assume yeah which if that happens but close you're looking at an exact repeat of last year you go on the road to Tampa if you win you're on the road at San Francisco in the next round <sighs> there you go same exact thing as last year will happen. You beat Tampa on the road, you get waxed in California. It's probably not as close as – if they played this game right now, it's not as close as the one was last year, even the seven-point game with San Francisco. San Francisco, oh, no. San Francisco handles them pretty easily. And and look, I just want you guys – I know sometimes you feel like maybe we're being negative about it. Or else, just you need to have a healthy understanding of the where this Cowboys team is right now and where that San Francisco team is right now. And that San Francisco team is just the class of, not just the NFC, of the NFL. That's the best team in football. It's not Is close. the Fantex saying we're being too negative No, today? but I just know that at times whenever we've talked about, hey, San Francisco would, would deal it to you right now, there's some people who go, ah, things have changed and you can't be so negative. You can't and I'm just saying, look, this is just a reality that right now, what you saw from Buffalo, if that same team was out there on that same field playing San Francisco, it's even worse. They're, they're beating you worse than Buffalo even did. You know... A lot of people want us to answer the who, we, who we blame more between the offense and the defense. And I always, you know, make fun of everyone when they, you know, don't have an, an absolute answer one way. I, 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 it's both. It, it, it's both. I, I, I can't sit here and say I'm now my bigger storyline is the defense because that's the bigger problem to me. But the the offense didn't protect. And Dak was off, and receivers, I'm assuming, did not get open, and the defense was gutless and didn't show up. Do you, do you have a clear answer to who you blame more yesterday? Some people are saying, oh, well, when the defense is doing that, Dak's got to put you on the scoreboard. I mean, guys, he was averaging, I mean, the Cowboys were averaging, what, 32 points a game? Like, they were doing their job offensively. Now, you're doing it against a lot of scrubs, all, all scrubs, basically. No doubt about it. You guys have an answer for who you blame more on which side of the ball? I mean, to me, I blame both of them, really, even though it's a soft answer. Yeah, I mean, look, specifically. Largest halftime deficit in three years, 92 yards through three quarters, their fewest since 2010. Yesterday, I blamed the defense a lot more because, again, the the type of conditions you were going to be playing in, if you couldn't get stops, if you, you know, got them down early – Dallas was going to be in a really bad position to have to try and throw themselves back into the game. 21 to 3 is like 31 nothing on on you know a grass and a dome in that situation yesterday. You're not going to have the same ability to push the ball downfield. So I think you've got to come up with a stop. And and they couldn't do it. And the times they came up with stops, they they had an error. They had a oh, it's a personal foul on the punt. Oh, DeMarcus Lawrence roughing the passer. There was always a mistake. Offense was not good yesterday, but I think that if the defense plays a little better and gets the ball back to the offense a little more consistently, they find a little bit more of a rhythm. I've never covered a Cowboys game where the fan base, and it's mostly X, really a toxic, toxic place, uh, where the fan base has been more blind 
to who was guilty of the penalties. All I keep saying is the three penalties led to scores. The three penalties led to scores. You were guilty of them. You were guilty. Tanks is a penalty. Sam Williams, I'm not even blaming him for the penalty, but it was a penalty. And then you sit there with J. Ron Curse. You want to argue that one? You can argue that one. But in today's NFL, when a guy gets hit from behind like that, guys leave their feet, helmet making contact, they're usually going to protect the offensive player. Penalty. Stop. My God, what is wrong with you? Own it. The Cowboys have been a stupid, undisciplined football team. Have you, did you just turn on the game yesterday? And you have been the beneficiary of these types of calls you were last week for damn sure, and you have been throughout the season, second and 19, third and 19 is getting wiped out. But you don't want to remember that, your convenient memory, convenient memory selection, selective. You committed the penalties. They did it. Oh, it would have been a different game. If what, you weren't dumb? <laughs> and what, you didn't do this over and over again year after year? A Mike McCarthy hallmark in terms of the lack of discipline? We have you on camera. You committed the crime. What are you crying about? Guilty. I have. I've waited three hours and 39 minutes before I've brought this up. I've been good. I know there's a lot of other things that we need to point to to yesterday, so I have. But I am going to ask, is yesterday an example? Just with the challenge flag and, you know, in general, how everything played out yesterday. Is yesterday an example of, like, this is why we can't just assume the Mike McCarthy game management has gotten better. It's because they haven't been in a position for it to hurt them. Now, like you see moments where it's like, okay, that screwed them over. Like, are we starting to see that? Well, what did he mismanage yesterday besides the Diggs fumble? Uh, I think that the the fumble was the biggest thing, obviously, the challenge flag there. But I think recently what you're seeing is like an, a willingness to, even when it works out, like against the Eagles, you're willing to go ahead and just kick the ball and, you know, take a little quick screen pass, kick a 60-yarder. That's fine. You made it. You got points on the board. But instead of being a little more proactive, managing the clock better, they, the, the whole series where they come out on the, what was it, the third and one where they call the pass and then Dak gets sacked, that was one where a lot of people were like, why aren't you just running the ball on third and one? Now you're sacked. You're kicking the ball away again. Are we just seeing, I'm curious, do you think we're seeing that, hey, the reason why we feel like the Mike McCarthy game management has gotten better is because we just haven't been in a position to see it most of this season. Yeah, I mean... Two things. Number one, I don't think yesterday applies whatsoever to the discussion. Uh, ir- ir- irrelevant, erroneous points everywhere. Erroneous. But number two, to your overall point, yes, we have not seen it tested. So I haven't sat here saying he's gotten much better in game management. I don't know. They're kicking everybody's ass at home, and then you're a completely different team on the road. Oh, unfortunately, we're going to find out probably in the postseason again. We'll find out. And in the playoffs. Um, Peyton, don't send me. Uh, two things, y'all. <laughs> Instagram, do not send me that fake Skip Bayless crap about him throwing his jersey away. That fake sigh. And if you, Darren Woodson or anyone else wants to believe that it's a legitimate uh, reaction uh, and Skip Bayless is actually genuine, just do, unfriend me, block me. Damn. And then, and then, and then, Peyton, do not. I'm done with. I'm done with Orlovsky. Oh. Peyton sent me uh, Orlovsky talking smack yesterday. Cowboy fans, why don't you guys let me do my job and be an analyst, and y'all stay being fans. Cute video, though. This is the video put out of Orlovsky having a double-sided interception argument with Josh Allen versus what an arrogant, I'm smarter than you thing to say of, yo, I'm an analyst. You just stay as a fanboy, fangirl over there. And then someone wrote back, Will, want to hop on the fan to talk about it 30 minutes ago? Orlovsky said, sure. 
Oh, the boys from 105.3. Not on this show. Oh, no. Not on, not on this not show. I've learned what gaslighting is now because of my brother. Uh, uh, my brother, Orlovsky, my, my family, they, they gaslight me all the time. I've my learned family. it. And Dan is just, he's a target mover. He's a gaslighter. Oh, I didn't say that. Oh, you're misinterpreting. With his eyes all, hmm. That's what he does on TV all the time. You're watching the fake. Hmm, yeah. Mm, I'm serious. I'm really contemplating. So he can go on one of the other shows I'm if so, he wants. I'm so glad. And a plus, what am I going to interview him by myself? Because we know Bobby runs in the bathroom and hides. Okay. Oh. All right. Nope, nope, nope. What nope, 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 I don't want to nope, do a one-on-one nope. sit-down. This ain't 60 minutes over here. Nope. Uh, nope. We, uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. We, we're not going to do that on a Monday because I was more than willing to take part in that interview. It just, it was. <laughs> we need Tim behind you. That's yeah, right. That's exactly <laughs> it. Yeah, getting ready to snatch my headphones off at any second. Okay. So. Um. We should try to book Mina Kimes. So offense or defense, I would lean I would lean towards blaming the defense more, but uh, the offense was helpless too. They did nothing. All right, um, is Bobby's hair safe? What's remaining up there as Aaron Rodgers apparently, apparently. is going to get cleared to play, but they lost. They lost, baby. So that was what was the original statement? Uncomeback withable. Uh, so the report yesterday, original statement from you about Rogers. So I said, I think what I said was, if he, I don't oh, now think, you think now, now you don't remember. Well, I'll go back and now find you it. Misremember. I think go. what I said was he wouldn't play in 2023. And so I think the last game of the season, if he comes back for that one, I think that one's in 2024. Oh, so, no, they don't have regular season games in 2024, Yes, do they, they do. The last game of the season is uh, the Cowboys' last game of the season is in wow, 2024. Wow, you're going to RJ this thing? You're I'm, just, I'm, just, I, I'm throwing it. I'm not saying I, if, if he you plays. You are not capable I, of being that I much will, of a coward. I will turn it over to the fan text to vote. Fan oh, text, well, I'm sure they're going to say, yeah. Fan let me know. Yeah, is let that off the hook. If, if Aaron Rodgers plays. Oh, Aaron is January 7th. If he plays on January 7th. You know, one day after he gets back from D.C., if he plays on January 7th, <laughs> would you count that as I have to shave my head since I said 2023? Just just let me know. I will go by what they say. But here's the report Dude, yesterday. I thought we ended this. I thought that, like— It was supposed to be it, over. It got exposed that, you know, he was never really going to play. It was yeah, not a possibility. That's what the, the report had been. Well, now uh, Ian Rappaport is saying that the Jets have until Wednesday to activate Aaron Rodgers off of IR— and that he could be medically cleared this week. And Ian was one of the ones who had reported and come back and said he's not likely to play this year. Well, now it sounds like he is going to be cleared to play this week, uh, and that it will basically come down to a discussion about is it worth it to bring him back. And they said, this was a, yesterday morning this came out, they said the result of the game that the Jets were playing against the Miami Dolphins would be a big factor in determining if they were going to go ahead and activate him off IR. Uh, that game ended 30 to nothing. Miami Dolphins over the New York Jets. Why will this Cowboys season turn out any differently from last year? Exact opponents. Exact ending. And is Nick Eatman blaming the officials as well? Nick Eatman back from Buffalo joining us next. But it is the most wonderful time of the year at DFW Security. I took my lovely wife out to an early birthday celebration on Saturday. And I went and checked My camera, alarm.com, with the amazing technology. There's my little one up at 10.15, just partying it up when he's supposed to be asleep at 8.15, 8.30, but it's the holidays. He loves his his babysitter, so I let it slide. But I always do want to check in. I do want to check in, and the way to do it is with DFW Security. 
with your Santa Tolo special. Keep an eye on deliveries, kids, employees, or pets with a jolly good deal on cameras, security, smart home, and more. DFW Security's experts will create a custom package just for you. Don't gamble on safety. If you're serious about protecting your home or your business, trust DFW Security. The technology is far superior than those DIYs. Their licensed professional installers will make sure everything is set up correctly with ongoing local support so it keeps working. Call them now. First 10 tolos to mention Sean. Going to get a bonus of two months free. 888-594-5018. 888-594-5018-DFWSecurity.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. First and five. And off Cook on the right side. Look at him. Ten. Five. Stroll in. That, that was just way too easy. That was like practice against air. 24 on the touchdown run for James Cook. The Cowboys are being thoroughly embarrassed. That summarized everything with Brad Sham yesterday on this radio station. It's Sean and Bobby with Choppy out this week. After the 31-10 drubbing in Buffalo, Nick Eatman was there, and he's joining us here. Brought to you by the Windsor World Casino and Resort. Proud to be the official casino of the Dallas Cowboys. Please game responsibly. Nick, what's your headline for this one? Um, I think it, I, th- uh, I think it was they took the season of giving a little too far. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that's what it was. I mean, I mean, and I, and I pointed out several times in the article, or at least, at least twice, you know, that they got beat down. Okay. Let, let's not say, you know, they, they, the bills played better. They played harder. They put, they finished, they did everything better. But I also think that the Cowboys, you know, there's always a handful of plays that kind of can turn it in the first half. And I thought the Cowboys were just giving them, way too many second chances to, to go get points. I mean, and five penalties for 48 yards is the stat. It's, see, it's way worse than that, yes. really, because I, I counted 21 points, potential points, that they gave, you know, that they gave the Bills just by those extra, you know, those extra penalties. And when you lose by 21, you think, all right, you know, that, that's a, one of the big differences in the game. But some of these penalties are just, you know, one of them I thought was kind of a bad call, but most of them were just, just – not good decisions by veteran players or just or not all veterans, but by players that you expect, 
you know, better from. Let's go through them. Let's go through them in order and get your review. The tank roughing the passer that kept that drive alive led to seven. I mean, Hollywood's calling for Jason, you know, for Josh Allen to see if he wants to be in the movie. I, I get that. Okay, he sold it. That's what. That's what you do. Yeah. That's what you do. Just dumb though. Why that ball? I mean, the ball was thrown. I mean, if the windows were in the press box, I could have reached for it. I mean, the ball was there. I mean, it was. It was. It was not gonna. And, and not that Tank knows that, but you just can't. You know, you, you just can't do that. You can't push the guy down. That's that's a field goal turned into a touchdown. That's four. Four points right there. You have a problem. Yeah, Zach. Sorry. Zach Martin. I mean, I get it, you know, going and, 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 and trying to protect it. But but to just knock him down like that, that just that just negated. Now, that, th- this one's tricky because. Yeah, we all exactly. lost our minds over the Andy Dalton incident years right. ago. Exactly, exactly. So you kind of like to see it, but he he wiped out the 15 yards on top. But then they got 15 on the exact, on the very next play. So you're like, okay, this is where they would have been, 15 yards. The one that got me was the holding penalty on um, Tyler on Tyler Smith. Because I went back and watched it. Pollard gets tackled inside the 30. He gets up. I counted five steps, and then the flag comes in. So I'm like, okay, what, what was this? I mean, face mask, uh, a false start already. I mean, what, what's going? On? And then and then they called. You know, they called a holding on Tyler. I thought that one really was big because then it pushed him back and never got any points out of that. But, um, of course, and then Sam Williams. I mean, that one, that's that's probably one of the – that's the biggest one, I think. But um, legit just, call. Legit call. Yeah, I mean, I mean, did he not open I, his eyes? I, I, I actually defended Sam. Uh, that's my, maybe one of my craziest takes of the year. Uh, uh, because when a guy is that close, I – I always feel bad for the special teams player. You're going to make contact. Now, if you make right. – you're, you're going to run into the punter that close. It's like, what, what do you want him to do? Now, if you make contact with the football, which I don't know how he did not, yeah, right. it wipes right. out – that's my biggest problem is how the hell did you miss the football? But I, I always give guys a break when they make contact, when they're going all out. Now, I know Greg Olson said, well, you don't leave your feet. I've seen plenty, right. Nick, I've seen, and you have too, yeah. plenty of pump blocks – and pump block attempts where guys dive and leave their feet. Right. I, he just he was there, and he probably I think he just he just mistimed it and just didn't know exactly what where to go, what to do with it. I mean, I saw Greg Olson. I mean, you know, he he, he it was funny because he he like broke it down like he's blocked punts before, yeah. and, I, and I mean, but but it sounded right. You know what I mean? I yeah. mean, he's been a he's been an all pro tight end, so I don't know if he was punt blocking anything, but it sounded right about taking it off the foot. Um, it, it kind of just looked like he. He got there, probably closed his eyes and just jumped. And you know, it's just it was unfortunate. But then, you know, I mean, it's not like the defense had to let him go down and score. It was an 85-yard drive. I mean, they they still did, but you know, it was just one of those things. Just extra possessions. You, you leave the offense on the field, and you know, it kept happening. Now, the J. Ron curse penalty, I just don't understand. Like that one, yeah. I'm just not going to ever get that. Yeah. Because if he catches the ball. You're supposed to you're supposed to blast him, and what are you supposed to say? Like, oh, I thought he might drop it, coach. So I laid off and I didn't hit him. I mean, it's the NFL. You expect that guy to catch it. If he catches it and then he hits him and he and he jars it loose, we're talking like that's a great play by Curse. It just, I just think I don't know if anyone, I don't think that people really understand how quick these decisions are on the field, and you know that's why I don't love some of these targeting calls in college and all that. They, 
the the play is happening so fast. I don't think you can act, ask these players to react the way. That, but again, again, they got beat. They got beat. They didn't play as well. They didn't seem as hungry as as, as the Bills were. Nick Eatman on the Boomer Jacks Bar and Grill Hotline back from Buffalo. Uh, what what was it like in the locker room after? Were they dejected, confused, angry? What was it like? Yeah, I mean, a little bit, a little bit of that, a um, little bit of everything. You know, and we're just testy um, to the ones that talked, and then there, there were some that didn't. You know, and and that's that's normal. That 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 happens. Um, you know, Bobby and I have been been through that before. Mm-hmm. You know, you had a bad loss, and you expect you know expect a guy. Who, who made some of these plays that we've talked about to, to stand up and talk. And, and then they don't, you know, and uh, it, it, but it, it, it happens, you know, I mean, I mean, I, that's what I like about McCarthy. I mean, McCarthy doesn't really sugarcoat anything. I mean, he understands there's, there's a lot of football still to be played and all that stuff, but you know, he, he was, Hey, we got, we got beat. We got beat in, in every way and nobody played well. And, you know, we just pick it up and get, get going. I mean, that's the one thing, that we, we really know about this team, especially with McCarthy, is they, they do a really nice job of bouncing back from losses. And, and they, what, a, what a great week to do that and keep that streak going. Nick, you know, we obviously think there's a lot of concern about the run defense, like long-term concern. Yeah. That's not something that just people go, ah, that's a one-off. That, that's a serious concern for this team right now. What from yesterday that was that was really bad or, or, or troubling or whatever else within the game itself do you look at and say the opposite, though, and say, I'm not worried about this going. I, I think that was a one-off, or that was just something that occurred in this game. That's not going to be an issue moving forward. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, if you turn if you turn decent running backs into Barry Sanders, then you know, you're not going to win. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, and I thought that was a key. Um, I think there there are some concerns. I mean, the weather really is is thrown out to me. That, that's not really a factor. We've seen this team win 40 to nothing in weather that was way worse than that. So, you know, it's not like – it's not really about the weather. But I do think when you get in games like that, you, you, you need to be able to lean on your running game. And I thought the Bills did a great job. The Cowboys really couldn't do that, and that, that was the key. But those outside edges, you know, that, that was – it was just nonstop. Just kept running on the edge. And this, line, this team needs help at linebacker. You know, I mean, because when we, we see when – you get these speedy, faster linebackers, but when they get hat on a hat with a bigger guard, yeah. and everyone's seen the play, obviously, with Damone Clark by now, I mean, that, that, that kind of summed up the entire game, you know? And so he went down with an injury, and I was like, I don't know what the injury is other than pride. I mean, that, that, one was, <laughs> that was bad, you yeah. know? I mean, it was bad, but it wasn't just him. I mean, we've seen that before, you know? And I think it is kind of a domino effect of Hankins not being there. Um but but he's not going to stop those those plays on the edge, so it it, it was. I mean, they got out schemed, and and I thought early in the game, and I know, and I hate this play, but it's still a part of the game and it's still part of the rules. The flea flicker. Was, I love the flea flicker. Yeah. It's, it's never run enough. But anyways, was it like a two three yard run that ended up being eleven mm-hmm. because you know the the rugby pile just got pushed yes. forward, and it, and it's one of those that's like. You know, it's just like, all right, are, are, is anyone going to stop this? Which, if 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 the defender just if like two or three of the defenders that are trying to push just went just went down, yes, just went down and low and started cutting legs, then the whole thing would end quickly. But I know I hate a lot it. Of injuries there. There'd be a lot of injuries if you just started doing that. 
yeah, I hate it too. It's not really football, but um, it's still allowed. You know, and Connor McGovern, you know, he, he, he pushed the pile three or four times in that game and, and helped him. We're, we're talking with Nick Eatman from DallasCowboys.com here. Nick, we're, we've been kicking around here this morning. we got Jerry coming up tomorrow, obviously, and, and we're kicking around. What's the, the best way to cut at what we think is one of the biggest questions coming out of this game, which is the toughness or the physicality of this football team, which was a big talking point a couple of years ago. Hasn't been as much of one uh, in recent years, but, man, it, it looked like the physicality and the toughness, there was a real disparity there yesterday. I think there was a disparity yesterday. I believe that. I don't... I, I don't I wouldn't sit here and say that this is a tough – I mean, this this isn't a tough football team. Um, and, and, and what do you have to go off of? I mean, yeah. I, I I think there's only been a couple teams – there's only one team, I think, this year that has that has won the next week after playing the Cowboys, right? I mean, I think I, we saw that stat. It's just the Giants. The Giants have actually done it twice. But no other team has come back the next week after playing the Cowboys and, and won a game. Um, the very next week, and and I don't know if you can call that toughness. I think I think the Cowboys are a tough team. I think they they play tough. I think they hit hard. I mean, I but they they got beat. They got beat yesterday by a team that looked like they wanted it a little bit more. They played with a little bit more intensity, fire, and then it kept just kind of rolling downhill. Take some of those plays away. I think there's a different game, but you don't take those plays away. They happen. They happen, and 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 you know and. You have to adapt to officiating. You know, I mean, the, the, the Bills, give them credit. I mean, they're a 7-6 and six team at the time, average football team, and, and they, they have one penalty in the game. I mean. On 46 uh, rushing attempts. One penalty. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Nick, give and us your got, perspective on the digs challenge that you were tweeting and, about. And I was hoping I could get out of it. <laughs> I went back and watched it. That's the one play. You know, we got in. I was probably about 1 a.m. I went back and watched that. I just wanted to see what was happening there. And there's a lot going on in that play. If you if you look at it, yeah. first of all, it just did not look like a fumble. It, just, it did not. Right. From the press box view, from, you know, just for, even from the TV, it, it, it just, the way it went down, it didn't really immediately look like one. It didn't help that Gilmore and Jordan Lewis are like arguing. They're like they're they're not even looking at the ball. Yeah, they they didn't even argue. Thank, thankfully, Donovan Wilson, but I mean he he went and got it. But Marquise Bell, who knocked it loose, didn't even know that. So nobody's in the Cowboys is really reacting to sell it. Reacting. Yeah. And if you go look at Diggs, they they didn't. This wasn't like a mayday, kill the clock, rush to the line. They just didn't huddle. They just kind of got up. If you look at Diggs, he's he, they show him. He kind of points at the re, at the the sideline, like let's go, let's go, let's go. Yeah. So he, they weren't making a huge deal out of it, but they got up there and 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 so this is this is different too. In the press box, the delay from the TV to the field is about usually about forty seconds. It's like a full play. In this case, look, yesterday was only one second. So. We were getting the exact same feed from Fox that the that the um, the coaches get in their in their in their booth, so it's it's usually right right on top of it. And I went and looked immediately. They did not show a replay. No, not once. No, before that play, and then they showed it afterwards. They were a play behind. So they just the other side of the field. They didn't have another look, and 
nobody from the Cowboys was kind of saying to do that. So yeah. I, I'm not really killing Mike for this because it's – I mean, we know damn well if he throws a challenge or calls timeout and it's like, God, look, his knee is clearly down. What's he doing? You know what I mean? Then yeah. he's going to get crucified for that. So in hindsight, you're like, wow, what a huge play. But it was one of those – I just – I don't know if you really – can fault him for that are we just throwing challenges because we're down 14 to 3 maybe i mean sure sure would have won it but i i I don't i'm not really killing him for that that was such a quick and it was just it was just unfortunate that nobody from the cowboys the players said hey hey look look you know review this nobody was doing that hell two of the four guys over there arguing or or, (laughs) yeah i agree with you I agree with yeah. you. Excellent recap, man. We appreciate it. We'll talk right. Wednesday. Get some sleep. Thank you. Thanks, guys. All right, bye. Nick Eatman. Great stuff. Unfortunately, about a loss from DallasCowboys.com. We got a Draymond update. Crosstalk with KNC is next. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Carr back to throw, looking for the end zone, and he gets the touchdown to number 80, Jimmy Graham, the touchdown man. Where's the uh, fraudulent NFC Offensive Player of the Week? Hey. NFL. Oh, hey. Fixing the award for New York, New hey. York, because they were so desperate to get the Big Apple to care about football, not you just baseball. You need Tommy DeVito to dial it up one more time to save us. That's one right, because Cowboys can't do it. Uh, Seahawks, Eagles tonight, Mavs against the Champs, Stars cracking, and tomorrow Jerry Jones at 8.30. What was the stat you had on these East Coast teams? Uh, oh, just now, yeah, we were looking at this. So the Patriots, Jets, and Giants this year have combined for 13 games where they didn't score an offensive touchdown. 13 games. <sighs> something something in the air up there. That's too much. Do you want to play the Corey drop at the beginning of you Jerry Jones' interview tomorrow? Are you embarrassed? Um, don't do that. that no, don't do that. That's that'll be a poor decision. Are you embarrassed? As, yeah. as, as long as we, as long as we set up as long as we set up the interview, like when Jerry gets on the phone, Peyton tells him you're with Sean, Bobby, and Corey Majors today, yeah. and we keep setting it up as if Corey's there, and then the only thing he does is we just hit the drop in the middle. Of Brad Shams said that. Settle down just a little bit. <laughs> Thanks, Jerry. Uh, Brad Shams said it on that play. That was and he, Brad Shams said it in the post game show last night too that it was embarrassing. So we're trying to figure out whether this is a toughness or personnel thing um are the cowboys built to stop and defend the run or is it more of an effort slash quit thing i think that's a great topic where do y'all stand on it 
But I, here's what I need to know. Is it going to infuriate you if I say it's both? both? Yeah. Yes, it will. Okay. Uh, Corey, <laughs> it was I'm both. I'm going to kick it over to it's you. Both, I have complex thoughts <laughs> about this. Uh, and, and my reason here is, one, Arizona did this too. They ran at Micah, and they ran right through Micah. And when they didn't run right through Micah, they ran far away from Micah to make him run. Uh, then this, I will say Buffalo did a phenomenal job at, at planning what they were going to run and then never had to do anything else. The offense wasn't doing anything, but I think they are a, if you go back and look at the Dan Quinn defenses in, in, uh, Atlanta, they were light and fast and you want to be fast. You need to be fast. You have speed. You have some element that nobody else could have, but whenever you start to rely on being opportunistic and that being your calling card instead of being physical, because I don't think they're physical at all. I think they are very opportunistic. They yeah. will say, hey, look, we had a dominant performance. We had two pickoffs. We had this. Was it dom- Were you physically dominant? Or did the opponent have to play catch-up and you got to do what you wanted to do best? Whenever it calls for something like this and the Cowboys have to do something that they don't do always and isn't what they do best, then they have problems. I don't think they are best at stopping the run. And I think at times they become very not physical, especially whenever somebody else decides they want to bully them around. 222 from the Cardinals, 170 from San Fran, and then what we saw yesterday. Yeah, there. I agree with a lot of that. I, but move. not every opponent, I'm sorry, not every opponent can. And that would be RJ's point. He's like, what are you going to face in the playoffs? You're going to face San Francisco. And not every opponent can do lucky. that. That's why the Cowboys can get up on an opponent yeah. and say, catch us. Good yeah. luck. They're but a these, great front running team. Oh, they're they really finesse are. front runners. That's what they are. Changing the media guide. They are finesse front runners. And so as soon as, like, I was invested the entirety of the rest of the game, but as soon as you got to the end of the first quarter and they hadn't scored, I thought this team is in a lot, a lot of trouble. I wasn't anticipating receivers not getting open or Dak not seeing them or the passing game being overthrowing cooks. I I thought we were in for a shootout, Yeah, uh, that the Cowboys offense wasn't going to be slowed down like that, and that's what I want to know. From Broadus's film study, whatever y'all look at, this this too high, this shell coverage. What? Because I'm getting Vic Fangio nightmares right now, getting ready <laughs> to face him in Miami of some type of blueprint that other teams are going to force you to do. Because Dak has not been that hesitant in a long, long time. And I'm like, are they really not getting open? Are they doing something surprising defensively? Is he not seeing it? Is just the offensive line sucking? I knew the defense would fold. I knew that. But I wasn't seeing that from wow. the offense. I, I didn't know that before the game. Okay, I knew that within the oh, game. Okay, I was like, no, no. Wow. Once that pile up and push happened, yeah, uh, I was like, okay, this like they're gonna get run on nonstop. No, no one knew Buffalo could run like that. But I was not expecting no one to throw to. Yeah, I, I, a couple of those sacks, I immediately thought they're coverage sacks before yeah. watching the all twenty-two, and that is a shame. I'm not arguing that the offensive line played well at all. I'd. I just thought they were bad. I thought Dak was horrid yesterday. It was a tough game. Uh, Third possession in the game. So Buffalo, Cowboys, Buffalo. My note was, I don't know why they even threw the ball. They should just keep running for the rest of the game. And then at some point, Joe Brady decided, all right, that's what we're going to do. We're not going to, we don't need to. And this is, again, what the Cowboys do best. I think whenever you're dropping into, this is, I'll I'll have to watch the All-22 also, and I know Broadus is doing that right now, but when you drop back and you have those two high safeties and Dak hesitates or doesn't see it there because now we're trying to push the ball downfield, right? That was the, the the plan after the bye week was let's start pushing it downfield. That's what Dak wanted to do. And 
Now that those those routes are a little bit longer, take a little bit more time, and your offensive line didn't do a good enough job blocking up front to give him the time he needed to not have to feel uncomfortable in the pocket. And so whenever the, whenever that's happening and you can get to the quarterback with four, the Cowboys are going to struggle a little bit But with this that. too high, it, it didn't surprise them. Uh, Buffalo plays that shell coverage, according to the PFF, at the third highest rate in the league. Dak against it, ranked six with his passing grade, courtesy of PFF. You said Carolina and Philly played I, it? I mean, Philly and Carolina both showed some shell and, and dropped back and took everything away. And so he still was able to pick through that and throw against it. So I don't think that's... I don't think Maybe it's the too high Maybe I their corners. I mean, so Rasul Douglas, one of their corners I know is very, very physical and likes to jam guys. And so everything I, I mean, was if, close yesterday for sure. Yeah, it, it, everything was underneath. And I mean, other than the shot he missed on Cooks. And so I, I mean, without seeing how often they were in zone versus man, I know that typically Buffalo has spent most of this year like league average in both looks. Like they're about league average in man looks. They're about league average in zone looks. Lately, they've played a lot more zone, and they've been a lot more successful in zone. They've gotten beat pretty frequently in man coverage. What else you guys Dak at his best is when he sees a single high, and and goes, all right, I only have to choose one side of the field, and I can, once that guy, that safety breaks, now I know exactly where I'm putting this football. Oh, we do have Stephen Jones coming up at 12.20 today. What type of mood? I'm sorry, 12 o'clock. I'm sure that's going to go great. What type of mood will he be in? You got to give credit to Buffalo. He's they pay their guys too. Better than we did. Why? Why won't this? You know, part of the fun of life. Oh, is as I get deep here. You know, like the unknown. Sean you goes know? deep. Like when you know what is going to happen, the outcome. That's a little boring. And if the outcome is not good, that can be a little depressing. How would any of us in this whole Metroplex right now not just feel? That what happened last year will be a 1,000% repeat. We're going to go to Tampa. We're going to wax the Buccaneers. You're going to win that game. And then you will get eliminated second round in San Francisco. Like, the outcome is predetermined, and it's factual and done. Because, Sean, Tommy DeVito still exists. Oh! he gets two shots against the Eagles. (laughs) You just need one of them to come through to get you the tiebreaker to still win this division. With Seattle tonight. Uh, like if the Giants beat the Eagles once, you don't win the East, right? They do. Uh, no. Yeah. So if they, they would need to lose to Seattle tonight too. How's that? We because of the or right no? Wait, which one is it? It's the I need to look at the playoff thing. But if, oh. if they lose, Kevin this, Hagelin, Cowboys inside. I think Kevin's already looked at it. Okay, oh, well. I feel like so if the Giants beat the Eagles one time, as and, long as and you the go Cowboys win out, I'll go double check that. But the Cowboys would win the East as long as they go undefeated. I thought that was ahead of. Uh, Let me look. Let me the next tech, t- uh, Somebody asked tech, on the fan breaker. text the other day because we were doing, you know, the Cowboys finished with 14 wins. And we were like, oh, this is the outcome. The guy was like, no. What if they finish with 13 wins? And like, they that's, lose to an AFC that's what we got to know. And- like, what if both teams finish with 13 wins? And so I think you looked that up the other day to try and confirm that. For well, them. just it would depend, too, on, like, I guess where it is. Because I'm not getting the machine up right now. It's oh, not opening on no. ESPN. Man. Those bastards. Stupid Fact checked, and now your internet's suddenly broken. No, it's just it's not oh, no. opening. Uh, so rude. Uh, but otherwise, to, to the rest of your question, I understand. And I don't have a good, I don't have a good explanation to convince you otherwise, right? right? Because the, the playoff strategy you just laid out or the likely path. Probably. 
We had I, a great- I, can't, I can't feel that way because I don't know. You don't know what? I don't know what's going to happen. I can pr- try and predict it, and I feel like that's going to happen. But I can't just be like, well, let's just fold it up and not even show up. Well, I'm not saying don't show up. I like... We did that already. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we got a Draymond update from Shams. Draymond Green has started the counseling process and is expected to remain sidelined via suspension for at least the next three weeks. Mm, that's so good. Uh-oh. We got a... <clears throat> what, do, what do you call this move right here where you're about to show off the knowledge? I'm going to say Hagee's right. Break a tie. Smug, smug news? No, yeah. The, the NFC East is definitely the tiebreaker. I... No, I, I'm I'm the Cowboys with a lead right now. Oh, <laughs> is but look, it again, it goes back to you have to win the rest of your games, but yeah. the next tiebreaker is going to be within the division. So if you can somehow get Tommy DeVito to work his magic, you're back in this thing. Now, obviously, I would like it if they lost but, to Seattle tonight. No, too. no, no. That also assumes that uh, Sam Howell is not going to work his magic in the final week of the season. Well, you know what? If we have the division going into the last week of the season and we lose to the Commanders. We deserve you, it. Yes. You deserve your fate of having to go to the South. But what you're saying is if the Cowboys win out yep. and the Giants beat the Eagles once you're out of good. the two remaining games, you win. you win the East? Yes. Okay. I did not know that. If, yeah. If Thank you're, you, Kevin. If you're t- so what would it be? It'd have to be... Because the Eagles are ten and three right now, yep. So that would have to be their only loss, and they'd have to win out yep. after Miami you're, runs for no, six hundred yards. You're look, yeah. You just said the same exact thing I did. Thanks. That's a big. That is a big if. And I'm not, we have I'm not begun to here. dive into the Miami yeah. run game. Yeah, it's much more likely that the Cowboys lose three in a row. Hey, what's more likely, the Cowboys lose three in a row or the Giants beat Philly Giants. once? Cowboys lose Tommy three in a DeVito, row. Come yeah. on. Did you watch Tommy DeVito yesterday? He scored six hey, points. Hey, I'm he, serious. Giants beating the Eagles. He was Tommy, likely. whatever you think an overrated giant uh, hey, meal is. Hey, was, that's the part. Tommy Ricotta. About a uh, revelation like this. You don't get it every week. Yeah. So you need to save it for yeah. when you need it. It's, All right. it's more likely the Giants beat the Eagles than the Cowboys. Forget lose about it. You've uh, forget forget about it. You gotta say it Crisp, all. Not Italian. Forget about for, it. Forget about it. <laughs> We're back tomorrow. The KNC Masterpiece on the Cowboys Money. You just gave me new restored hope. <laughs> Kevin Hagan. Yes! Thank you. We're back tomorrow. Forget about it. Forget. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.